1: Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Betting.
0: Damon Betting, on the other end, I'm Andrew Rogers, and plenty to get to still in this hour. And uh, we will get to Sam McEwen in a few moments here. But aside from that, DB, we've had a lot of listeners comment into the show on YouTube. And we appreciate all of your thoughts. If you want to be involved on the show as well, 888-638-4876 is the number. Now, DB, yeah.
2: first I, I was just getting ready to reply to the Frost Giant, man. He asked me about my thoughts on A.J. Allen. And that's exactly what I was going to start with. I had a feeling. Um, I don't know. I hope he stays. Um, he is he is a legit, legit talent. It's so cool to watch. Um, it, it's just kind of weird because um, I'm not usually like this, but I think it's good for guys like that at his age. I think he wasn't really appreciated as much as I think some. Because uh, he was just getting started, right? But I remember saying this when he was being recruited. I said, his film, he, he's the, hes the best running back, talent-wise, in that room right now coming out of high school. And then Grant got off to the good start, and I think people were like, okay, we can kind of back burner. And I was like, ah, I don't know, man. I like, like A.J. Allen, I'm thinking maybe by Oklahoma. Now, it happened a little bit before Oklahoma, but – He's just such a, a a a good talent and he's a good kid and I think once the fans really started to warm up to him and appreciate him it's actually I think helped him through the through the rehab process you know the shoulder's no fun as I could tell you firsthand um but I think the the sentiment and the feel good vibes that he gets from the fan base are 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 really really helping At least right now. And I think no news is good news right now on the A.J. Allen front.
0: I think A.J. Allen, too, to add two points to that DB, is one of the best running backs I've seen in this Nebraska running room that is fantastic in the open field. Mm -hmm. And he's so dangerous when he gets to the second level. But before that, let's track back. He's so patient yeah. in the backfield. He's a great lateral runner. He waits for the hole. Somebody that you know you could easily draw comparison to, and I'm not saying they're the same player by any means. But Le'Veon Bell was somebody that would wait for the hole to open up, to develop, find that spot. But in the meantime, move with the line.
2: Yeah, he's a like, vi- move he's, with your blockers. He's a violent runner too, which I like too. He's so tough. But yeah, that's that's a great question and. And I'm telling you he would be a nice complimentary piece to this offense. Shane, did we get Sam? We're good? I'm sorry. Shortly, shortly oh, we'll have him. Okay, shortly we'll have Sam McKeown.
0: Well, that's good. That's good to know. I appreciate DB on the other end kind of directing traffic today. What's it like holding the the yellow or not the yellow, the orange like picks that you do at the airport? Like uh, you're kind of directing everything. Uh,
2: we are in big trouble. So, <laughs> I just wait to be told what to do, and sometimes I just hope to not frustrate. You have to be a leader today. I just hope Shane doesn't get frustrated with me sometimes because I like a little more clarity. And we he, got Sam now. He's a little himhar, so. But guess what? I know for sure now. We got Sam McEwen. <laughs>
0: right, our Monday morning staple, Sam McEwen. Sam, welcome to the show this morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys,
2: Sam? We're good, man. You say you sound a little. Weary, busy weekend no. covering all the activity. It's not like there were any a sports going on.
1: Um, yeah, like I don't have to, you know, we, I don't have to do like all the phone calling all the time. Um, anymore, like I, I do some of that, but I used to do it like all of it, and now we kind of, we kind of deploy uh, all the Husker extra resources in a good way to to cover all that stuff. But, but yeah, I, I follow a lot of what's going on, right? So like, uh, whether it's Going to Jalen Boyd's commitment event, or you know, checking in on the Creighton women, uh, Nebraska women yesterday. There's yeah, there's there's quite a bit, there's a, quite a bit going on. So uh, it's been it's a busy weekend. It's gonna be a quiet week this week for the most part, uh, and then we'll uh, you know we'll get back to it after after the
2: holiday. Uh, so rank these three things for me: Nebraska's ability to get in good in such a short amount of time as they're hitting the recruiting trail, obviously. We've heard kind of the stories from Lloyd and Alvano and and Sims and these guys that they're having huge impacts with. They're going to land Collier Jr. out of Florida. Guys like that. Creighton men's basketball continuing a little bit of a free fall. Or Nebraska basketball missing an opportunity and kind of a statement game with where they were this season against Kansas State. Oh, the
1: Creighton is probably the biggest story in terms of like what you anticipated that team being and what they've been so far. But the recruiting thing is, is, is the thing that the, the largest number of people are interested in, mm. right? Because, you know, I mean, there's lots of Creighton basketball fans who are Husker football fans. Who else would they be fans of? Um, so, you know, like that's a big deal. And, and Rule is putting together a really interesting class. Um, and the way I, the, the reason I use that word is there's gonna be six, seven, eight guys in this class who I'm not sure would have went to another power five school for football. Yeah. And that's kind of how this turned out. And, and it's, there's some interesting aspects to that. You know, I mean, uh, there's a couple of sprinters, there's, there's the kid from Oklahoma who's probably gonna commit today, and Eric Fields. Uh, you know, his dad is right. His dad was a boxer yeah. um, and a good boxer uh, for I don't know, 15 years. He fought for the cruiserweight title a couple of times and they could get this kid. Now he's not a zero star, but he's an incredible story. This kid out of Harrisburg, PA mm-hmm. who's played football for one year uh, and, and is just kind of off the, you know, just coming, coming off his first season. Uh, that. This is interesting stuff. The, the kid from South Dakota who is probably going to North Dakota. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Coming to Nebraska. Yeah.
1: So there's just there's stories with this group that are going to be really interesting to see how it how it pans out. And and you know this is this is Rule kind of doing what he does. He, he's going to take his guys. He's going to he's going to take. Uh, we we the recruiting services don't really know that much about some of these kids. Now some of these guys are going to get three stars here in about three days. And then it'll be as oh yeah, but <laughs> they didn't they didn't they didn't have these guys on their radar. So oh, it's is... like a three star after the fact because because Matt Rule thinks he's a good player, which is you know that's flattering to Matt Rule. But um, it's interesting to watch. I'll just say that like they're going to end up building a bigger class than I would have expected. Uh, I think in large part because they're going to end up getting more players than than uh, than they than they probably needed to take but they want those guys and we'll see how it turns out.
2: Yeah, I was talking with uh Drew down Andrew I said the segment or segment before last. We'll have to kind of be patient with this class. There'll be some highs and lows. Guys will leave, some guys will come and we'll have to take some time to get familiar with the players because we don't know a ton on a good chunk of these guys, but trust is a two-way street right like we we've got to trust him and he'll also have to trust in us that we'll relax until we start to see some of the ingredients being put together
1: no question no question you know i think i think people here though are are ready for a recruiting class that has very little to do with recruiting service rankings that (laughs) <laughs> I think people have been a little burned by that mm-hmm. over the last several years, and so I think people are ready to just say, "Oh, you're, you're actually you actually mean what you say. You're going to take guys that that do look like they could be good football players, but maybe aren't quite as polished as some others, and you're going to develop them." I think Nebraska fans are actually excited for that. Like, I think they they would rather see a class like that than see another class of like four star guys who are basically maxed out and and don't get a lot better and don't seem to like being at Nebraska. <laughs> so I think I think people are actually ready for what Rule is doing and I think they're going to they're going to be excited by some of these you know our guy is taking guys that nobody else will take because he sees something no one else sees. I think fans are excited for that.
0: We're speaking with Sam McEwen, sports editor and a Nebraska columnist for the Omaha World Herald and Husker Extra. Toss him a follow on Twitter at s w o w h. You talk about the excitement level of some of these recruits, Sam. And one of the most notable from yesterday is quarterback Jeff Sims, the portal QB yeah. from Georgia Tech. What a... Is Nebraska getting in a guy like him, and to further on that point by grabbing him out of the portal, what does that mean for Casey Thompson
1: we'll start with Sims you know he he's uh six four and he's two twenty mm-hmm. and you know he's a he's a lean two twenty he it, it's not uh, he he's kind of got a sprinter's style as a runner, good runner um, tries to run around people a little bit usually when you're that tall, you can kind of do that uh Throws the ball around his ear, maybe a little below. Probably needs to work on, on his accuracy a little bit. But has a pretty strong arm. Um, had Didn't have a lot of weapons at Georgia Tech after Javier Gibbs left. And he left for Alabama this most recent season, as people might recall. Uh, so, you know, Sims was able to kind of dump the ball to Gibbs for a couple of years. And he'd do some stuff and gain some yards. And then last year, they didn't have as much of that. He got hurt. And uh, Jeff Collins got fired, and so obviously, this is a dual threat, talented, uh, good runner. Uh, you know, I, I I I look very favorably about it along the, uh, at his running skills. Uh, probably needs to improve a little bit as a passer, but I think we can tell that Matt Rule wants to have a quarterback run element in the offense. Uh, there are other guys that you could have pursued if you didn't want that, and you were just looking for a, a drop back passer. Uh, so they, they clearly want a run element in the offense. What does that mean for Casey Thompson? Well, you know, I, I I would say that that Sims does have a redshirt year left. He played as a true freshman in the COVID year. So in theory, you know, he's here, but he doesn't have to be, you know, play right away. I don't know that he's ready for the NFL. That said, I, I don't think he would be committing somewhere where he thought he was going to sit for – a couple of years, so uh, I my guess is you know Casey's if he sticks around he's going to have to fight for the job. Uh, I think Casey could 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 heal up, and try to go to the pros, but but I think it would be a, a two year conversation. So we'll just have to see. You know, uh, I, I would I if I were if I were Casey, I would strongly consider the coaching route now and and not. You know, unless you really felt like you could heal all the way up and, and, and get to the NFL, sometimes that happens. Uh, but he could, you know, he, he's going to be a coach one day. That's that's obvious. So, you know, I'd be curious what he would think about maybe trying to do that somewhere and yeah. getting on with uh, with his former coach, uh, Tom Herman. Like, I, I just don't know. Like, I think he could do that. Uh, but maybe he wants to play another year of football, and, and maybe that's in Nebraska, maybe that's for – uh Tom
2: sam what do you so what do you think it is uh, you know I, i've seen coach foley um multiple times uh obviously because he's just been in the metro i'm i'm a big right. fan of um ej barthel just because i love the i love the background i think he's an up-and-comer i think he pays a, attention to detail because i like guys that seem to be able to polish diamonds I like Coach Satterfield's competitiveness. You know, he turns everything into a – like he just has this natural chip, you can tell. Um, I obviously know Donnie, um, another competitive guy whose kids and his coaching room wanted him back. Right When I'm starting to try to piece together the personalities of the staff, what are a couple of adjectives that you would use to see if you're going to be right or not and another three or four months.
1: So, one of the things that I've heard, because I haven't really met a lot of these guys, you have, um, is upbeat, energetic. Yeah. Um, maybe a kind of, uh, I don't know if type A is quite the right phrase, but but a kind of, uh, you know, uh, a detailed, organized swagger. You know, like a kind of... Uh, we're, we, we believe in what we're doing. We have a plan. We're going to execute the plan.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, you're going to like the plan. <laughs> and if you want to play for us, you're going to you're going to execute the plan. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. Um, I don't, you know, I think there's a, there's a quality there. I, I also think, and, and, you know, certainly there are qualities about Matt Rule that are very polished and very, uh, what do you want to call it, um, corporate. I mean, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I mean it in a you know, there's, there's a new way of thinking, a disruptive way of thinking and in, in, uh, high stakes leadership America that, that I think Matt rule fits. But I also think he's a little more down to earth or a little bit more relatable than say a PJ flex. Um, certainly, you know, there's, there's things that Matt rule says that you can imagine coming out of PJ Flex's mouth, but they're just different. They're kind of different people. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think, um, yeah, rule's got a kind of a disruptive mindset and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a this is this has become increasingly common in our culture to have that sort of how are we going to do this differently and how are we going to present it to the people who were doing it with different. And he's been successful at multiple stuffs doing that. And and so I think he you know, he has that kind of personality. He's really good in coaching seminars and I've watched a lot of those on uh, YouTube. And he's just really interesting, you know? I mean, how many guys could talk about the defensive side of the ball the way he does and also talk about quarterback play because he coached the quarterback? He's a throwback. He's he's coached every almost every position on the field.
0: Sam, you know, one of the most coveted offensive tackles in the portal right now is a Janny Cornelius. And you yeah. mentioned earlier on, in, in one of your responses, that Matt Rule likes to go after guys that don't have any star ability. And it was zero star for Cornelius early on, and now he's become one of the hotter commodities in the portal. But he he's not just visiting Nebraska anymore or Oregon because this past weekend he went to Tennessee and Ohio State. So because of his rise to stardom, is he somebody or somebody or something you think – Nebraska can still attain, and do you think they're a front runner at all for this offensive tackle?
1: I think I think they're in the top group. Yes, Um, you know it's going to be challenging because you know a kid like that wants to go to the NFL and can probably achieve going to the NFL no matter where he goes. But there's a difference between being a third round pick and a first round pick. Um, Now, all that said, that rule is going to is going to be an asset for Nebraska related to NFL draft status. Uh, Matt's going to teach uh, pro style concepts. Uh, rule has been in the NFL. And so he is going to uh, have a lot of connections and a lot of relationships there. And it's still a relationship business in the NFL draft. A lot of times guys are picked, not necessarily because everybody knows everything about him, but because, Oh, this guy said this and this guy said this and he vouches for him and, we need this piece, and let's take him in the second round. And that, you know, that's kind of how that stuff can work sometimes. Um, so I, I think Cornelius, if he came to Nebraska, would, I think there'd be a confidence level in, hey, you're going to learn how to play NFL style football. Not only that, you know, I've got, I know people, and, and we'll we'll make sure that you're that you, there's an awareness about you as a player that that uh, that people won't set aside. And and so I think he could, you know, that's an opportunity. Ohio State's going to be hard to beat. At Tennessee, I don't know that you're going to learn some of the things that you're going to learn at a Nebraska in terms of the offensive skill set. All right. Tennessee's running. You can't do at Tennessee. You can't do that in the NFL. You can't. You can't run that offense in the NFL. The refs won't allow it. They don't allow that fast in an the offense. They stand over the ball, and in Tennessee's whole thing is we're going to we're, we're going to throw it deep we're going to we're going to run we're going to move as quickly as possible and try to beat you and, and so your defense can't set up and that just doesn't happen very often in the NFL and so that that offense is maybe not the e- most easily translatable uh, to the league for an offensive lineman so I think you know you make the sales pitches there that's also kind of true of Oregon so you have to try to you have to try to make up ground where you can um, and and that's uh, that's probably what Nebraska will do, and I still think they have a chance of getting
2: it. Hey, so Sam, when you're when you're taking a look at the patience that the, the the fan base will have to have, given Coach Rule's track record in terms of it being kind of a slow burn, at least at first, is that changed at all yet? In terms of what you think the Big Ten West is going to be able to do next year, or some of the pieces that you think that he can acquire in the meantime that would adjust your expectation level? That's a
1: good question. Um, I'm not sure that I'm, 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 I'm ready to say I'm going to adjust much yet. Okay. Uh, that said, that said, the quarterback choice is intriguing because usually you bring in a guy like that, you're probably going to win an extra game. Because you're running your quarterback. I, I mean, I really believe that. If there's like a game that's going to happen, where it's going to be like, well, we, you know, we gained 247 yards on the ground, and we beat somebody because they just couldn't defend the quarterback run game. That'll happen. Um, I think. I think it will. It'll give some team a, a, a lot of, of heart. Uh, so that that's part of it. Now, I, I also think that quarterback can get hurt doing that offense. So you have to be thoughtful about you approach it but no i i think i think people need to be really patient until we see what the roster is going to be uh what did you think of the the walters hire at
2: purdue yeah it was I, you know what i It's a fantastic hire i like i thought they got outside the box a little bit but it's gonna pay dividends because they need he looks like a guy sam that young energetic type that knows what he's doing defensively and I and I and I think that may actually work a little bit in Purdue.
1: Yeah, I, I like to hire two. Not everybody does.
2: I, I, uh, I did. Purdue,
1: yeah, Purdue could have hired a sitting head coach. I mean, they could have hired a pretty good sitting head coach or a or a former head coach. That's not a that's not a terrible job, and they're paying Big Ten money there. i are mean, yeah. paying five six million. So you could have gone and got a you know a group of five or even a Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen would have gotten in, I think. At Purdue, I wouldn't hire Dan Mullen, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and they went with a where well, they went with the top coordinator in the country, the guy that I thought Colorado should hire, and did not. They Colorado decided to hire a guy that's gonna uh, that's gonna make them money. So the best way to put it is Deion Sanders is going to put is going to put butts in Folsom Field seats, and uh, and that's a so it's a good choice on that level. That you know Dion I think could be a very good coach there but the one thing that's absolutely true of him is he's going to make Colorado some money. Mm. Uh, I don't know that Ryan Walters would have, <laughs> so he's at <laughs> Purdue, and we'll see, we'll see what, what happens there. He's awfully confident. Uh, he, his, press, his opening press conference, he said, well, I think I'm the best defensive coordinator in America. And um, for what it's worth, I think a lot of what they do is similar to what Bo Pelini used to do, um, only they stop the run better because of some things that they do with their run, and they play in the Big Ten, which isn't this Big Ten, which isn't very good offensively. But Bo Pelini actually really liked Ryan Walters back in the day. When they hired Charlton Warren, uh, they decided to go with him because he was sort of a defensive coordinator mind, but, but Ryan was right there as one of the three or four guys they were going to try to have uh, replace Terry Joseph with. And Bo was really impressed with him back in the day. And anytime Bo Pelini's impressed with a defensive backs coach, he's a good coach. Yeah, because Bo knows how to coach that position. So uh, Walters has been on my radar for a long time. I've kind of followed his career as a result. And and he's he's got a head coaching job, one year younger than Matt Rule did when he got his attempt. Yeah,
0: good call, Sam. We appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Always good, Sam. Appreciate right, you. Care. Thank you, buddy. Yep. That's Sam McEwen. You can toss him a follow on Twitter. That is at S W O W H. That's where you can find him. DB, he brought up a great point there with Ryan Walters. And plus, what I was going to add to that is maybe, just maybe, produce trying to get a young coaching staff to compete with their fellow counterpart in the West. There it is. Maybe he's there.